Hey, what is going on, everybody? Dapper Dividends, number 68 in the house, coming at you. We're actually not in the house. We're in the in the work truck, heading out on another call. I'm taking you with me. Yeah, a little bit of a different episode. So I was at home. I worked late today, as usual, as the usual. Got home, showered, sat down and ate, and I was just about through eating my dinner, and they called me with an overtime call. So I don't have to take the call, but as you know me, I am an hour whore, and every single dollar earned is one more closer to my goal. I don't know if you can hear that. This is the first time I've done this, by the way. That's my ticker ticker symbol. <laughs> That's the blinker, not the ticker, the clicker. I think my grandpa used to call it the clicker. I can give you, I was taking notes, I was writing down what I'm going to talk about tonight, and I thought about not doing the podcast, but I am very consistent, and it would bother me, and I probably would not be able to go to sleep tonight, so I am headed to the Plainfield Post office on an overtime call, and in case you're wondering, don't feel bad for me, I did not have to take this call, it's completely voluntary, and... I just have a goal. As I told my wife, she knows me that I'm sacrificing more time with my family. And yes, it sucks. But for the first time, not the first time, but relatively the first time in my life, I actually have a clear cut goal of what I'm doing. I'm not just working to work. There is a specific purpose for doing what I'm doing. And that feels really good. I know that every extra dollar that I earn is one more dollar that can go to our goal. I say, I was going to say mine, but it's truly ours because it's not, once you become married or involved with a significant other, everything is us. It's about you. You don't do anything that doesn't affect your significant other. And the same goes for when you have kids. So every decision I make, everything I do affects four people. Now, if you don't have children, that may sound a little daunting, but it's really not. It's, it is what it is. And this is real life. This is me coming at you, going to work. So technically I am getting paid by Anchor to do this because of that little ad you heard in the beginning that I really should record again. I'll get around to it someday. If you don't, you can hit skip twice. I think it's about a minute long. And if you skip forward a few times, you can get through it. You don't have to listen to it. Just tone it out, whatever. And if you put me on one and a quarter X, then it is just that much faster. I'm going to get to what I did in the market today. But I just seriously wanted to take this opportunity. And it is an opportunity. So I was going to record the podcast tonight from the luxury of my little home studio and I got the call and there's no way because right now it is 9 12 p.m. I'm not going to get home till probably midnight one o'clock in the morning this will have been a at least at least 13 to 14 hour day for me which is good money now I know good money is that's subjective compared to what some other people make but you know what? You got me. This is real. This is my life that I'm sharing with you. I'm not some kid on Twitter. I'm not somebody on social media selling a course, acting the part, 
you get what you get with me. I am a dividend growth investor. I have been solidly for a little over two and a half years now. But if you want to take it back because of the mutual funds, I used to look at the mutual fund statements and I would see dividends pay. This is going back to 2004, 2005. I had no clue. I didn't care. I just, I felt like I was doing the right thing because my money was going somewhere and there was a balance on paper, but I didn't know what. To tie that in, I was going to say how I've taken, not personal advice, but I've heard people uh, about a year ago speaking ill of Tesla, and rightfully so. It was a risk. Everybody was hating on Tesla. And what I did was I ended up selling because they said the retail investors were going to get crushed. I'm not going to name names at who said this, but there was two different, we'll call them personalities. Uh, no, it wasn't Jim Cramer. There was two different personalities. Both have had over 20 years experience in the market. They said they never saw such a bubble as inflated as Tesla. And when it popped, a lot of the retail investors were going to get burned and crushed and wiped out because Tesla was going to go bankrupt, they would restructure, and then the next round of investors would be the ones to profit. So I took their advice. I took very small gains on Tesla. I think I had a, two or three shares at uh, um, 210, and I think I sold at 220, 225. So I probably made 20 to $30 profit. And this was obviously before all the pre-splits. It is what it is. It's a lesson learned. I can't go back in time. And what I wanted to impart on you is that no matter where you are in your life, always remember to not live in the past, but learn from the past. You can't go back and change it unless you're planning on meeting Doc Brown with the flying DeLorean to go back to the future and change the past. The past is the past. The only thing, the only thing that you can do is to say, this is what happened. This is where I am. What do I do now? Or what do we do now, depending on who you're talking with? That's the only thing you can do. That keeps you grounded, level-headed, focused. And instead of being emotionally reactionary to the past, it gets you thinking, what can I do? what happened it makes it forces your brain to recognize what happened and what you can do now well i love sparkling water <clears throat> truth be told i did have a uh i did have a beer with my dinner but you know it's okay i'm, I'm fine to go i'm good to go uh i've been i'm a seasoned veteran of the of the drink of the swill of the Grog, as the Vikings said, which is a funny thing. My friend's father, with all the men drinking light beer today, he used to say that light beer was for women trying to watch their figure. I'll never forget that. Uh, that always cracked me up. He was an old Polish guy from Berwyn, Illinois, and he didn't understand when he started seeing some of these men drinking light beer. Because to him, you drank Stroh's, uh, they drank just old style Pabst PBR which uh, a lot of the hipsters drink now they drank a lot of the, the, the suds as it were anyway I'm getting off on a tangent 
I have 13 minutes until I reach my destination. So we'll keep this going until I get to the Plainfield, Illinois post office. And so what I did in the market today, the EV space has been super hot, <laughs> super hot. It's been so hot. Uh, there's a company that I have been invested in for quite some time and that, oh, what I wanted to say about Tesla is that there are some mutual funds that I'm invested in through my work through American Funds and they hold Tesla. So technically I still have money in Tesla, but I would prefer to have held it in my taxable account so I could have watched it, watched it grow because it's not as exciting when it's in the mutual fund. I didn't pick it, I didn't put it there. I am still gonna experience and reap the, the benefits of it, which is good. It's just not as exciting. Now, what is exciting is what I did today with my album Arlie, ticker symbol A-L-B. And again, I apologize for the quality of this, but you have to understand the circumstance of the situation. I'm getting a podcast out. I had numbers written down, so I don't have my numbers, but you'll get a general sentiment of what I'm doing and what I'm thinking. I sold, I had 10 shares of Albemarle. Now, eight of those were long-term shares, meaning I've held them for over a year. So when you sell something that you've held for over a year, then you pay long-term capital gains as opposed to short-term capital gains, which if you've held something for under a year, that's basically your ordinary income uh, tax rate. I kept those two shares with the profits I made for free. I was up over 150%, I wanna say 170%, I think, on Albemarle, somewhere in that vicinity. I looked at the chart, I don't know how I could show this or explain this, I use the CCI, the Charlie Charlie Indigo indicator, uh, in contrast with the MACD and the RSI, as, as well as in concert with some simple moving averages, the 21-day, the 50-day, and the 200-day simple moving average. If this sounds like gobbledygook to you, I completely understand it did to me. It takes quite some time to figure this out. The CCI, usually doesn't lie when it shows that a stock is potentially going to dip or come down there's a strong chance now Albemarle is at all-time highs and I was so far up and the dividend is really small they're very strong um, dividend growth company meaning that they will be increasing their dividend for quite some time but at the current levels the yield is 1.12%. Now I know that's not my yield on cost, which is different, that's gonna be more, which is fine, because my yield on cost is what I bought it at. But that, irregardless of that, they're paying 0.385, so 38 and a half cents per share per quarter. That's really small, because right now I believe I sold those shares at $137.44, that's close to a share of, I mean, there's just so many more, so many better dividend companies that are paying higher, higher yields and larger amounts. Like for instance, Duke, ticker symbol D-U-K is around a buck. 
uh, AbbVie is at a dollar thirty, and that's a hundred and five, hundred four or five dollars today. Um, I I ended up selling eight shares. I'm keeping the other two. Those are free. The offset, the the profit that I took will cover the price of those two. So I basically got those shares for free with the money I made. And uh, God, I wish I had the numbers written down. I so I sold eight shares at $137.44. This is all going off of memory. Now, that was around, I think, 1022 or something like that. It's just over $1,000. I bought a share of MetLife, my 10th. I bought five shares of AT&T. Uh, at $28.80, I bought the share of MetLife at 40, I want to say $46.89, somewhere in that vicinity. And I bought two shares of Altria, ticker symbol M. Oh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm back on the Altria. I've had 100 shares of my taxable forever, and I've, I'm doing it again. I'm buying more Altria because the, 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 the dividend paid is stupid, the yield is stupid, I think it's 86 cents. So you can see, basically, I have 800 some dollars left to spend from my sale of, of Alba Marley. And Alba Marley is paying me, I think, $12.32, right around that per year. And what I got from the MetLife the five shares of AT&T and the two shares of Altria gave me an a increase of, I didn't, I, I'm, it's, you got to bear with me, it's nighttime, an increase of somewhere around four or five dollars. So I've increased my dividends for, for the year by four to five dollars and I still have over eight hundred dollars left to spend. Imagine what kind of damage I can do with that. I'm still digesting it. I'm going to dollar cost average it and see if we can get a down day or two. Uh, as I said in a YouTube video I just did, that when I see a red market, I see green for buying, which is the way that your mind shifts to, shifts to when you're a dividend growth investor. Perdóname, necesito un uh, sip, I don't know how to say sip in Spanish, de mi agua, of my water. I was going to say listen to the music, but I uh, stopped using that music, the background music. Anyway, if you're still listening to this, you should look at that. If you're a dividend growth investor and you have something that just goes nutty, I did. Alba Marley was trading at 38 and a half times earnings, which is just obscene. Trading at 38 and a half times earnings at an all-time high, they are on the riding the tailwinds of the red-hot EV sector market right now, and the dividend yield is still is just one, one just over one percent, one point one two percent. When I sold, it was such an easy decision to sell because I'm going to be able to have so much more annual income. I'm probably going to buy. I'll buy my share of Pepsi with it, and I'll probably buy a share of Johnson & Johnson, a share of Kimberly-Clark, just super strong companies that are not going anywhere. 
I'll still have my two shares of Albemarle. You know, they may go to $200 a share because everybody's looking for anything that's associated with the EV sector as Albemarle is. And that's fine. That's that. That's what I bought. That's what I did today. I sold. I wanted to bring that to your attention and let all you fine folks know. I'm five minutes ETA to my job. I didn't even pick a song of the show tonight, so I'm just going to go with one of my oldies with a favorite, something really simple that I know I haven't played, and that is going to be uh, A Forest by The Cure. This is a fantabulous song. I love the feel, the mood of it. I love the mood of so many Cure songs. Robert Smith, I think, is a musical and lyrical I guess genius. When I say genius, I think of Mozart, Bach, Beethoven, those guys. He's a modern-day musical genius is what he is. That's what I'll call Mr. Robert Smith of The Cure. Great song. Check that out. Uh, It'll be up. I don't know if I'll be getting this up in the morning, but irregardless, you'll, uh, you'll be hearing it. And I got work to do. And as I said, give me some feedback. What do you what do you think? I know the audio is going to be shitty on this, and I apologize. But hey, man, I'm kicking, I'm killing two birds with one stone here. I don't care. I wanted to tell you, you got the gist of it. You didn't get the exact numbers, but we're close enough. And this is my life. This is again, this is real. This is raw. This is Russ. That's what this is. This is me. And you're following somebody that wasn't purposeful with his life. Yes, I had I had kids, I work, I pay my bills, but it was literally like just just working to work and working for the weekends and even after I had my children, we would just do stuff on the weekends. And yeah, maybe it isn't as fun, but I'm ensuring that I won't be working for the rest of my life. I'm going to be buying time the money I'm earning tonight is going to be used to buy, buy dividend growth stocks that will pay me income for the foreseeable future. I know that people like to doom and gloom and naysay and fear monger that the market's going to collapse, crash, hyperinflation, everything's going to go to hell. If that happens, I wanted to say it. So be it. So be it. I have no control over that. And guess what? If the market is crashing and collapsing and (laughs) companies like 3M and Johnson and Johnson and and Pepsi are out of business and they're not able to employ people and food isn't getting delivered, well, brother, we got some problems and my dividend growth stocks are going to be the least of them. So until that happens, I'm going to keep investing. Funny thing I like to tell my kids is that every single end of the world prediction to date has been wrong. There have been thousands of end of the world predictions. Not a single one of them has been right. Everyone keeps saying the market's gonna collapse. It's usually because they're selling something or they're trying to get your attention and they're making you emotional. And that's natural. When you hear somebody that seems to know what they're talking about saying that the market's gonna collapse and there's gonna be panic and blood in the streets you become fearful when you're fearful that's an emotion and when you're emotional you're thinking less rationally and when you're thinking less rationally you are more susceptible 
to persuasion and influence. They are trying to get something from you. I'm not going to be scared. I will invest in the market until the market is no more. That's what I'm going to do. All right, guys. All right, all my little dapper dividendos. I am pulling up to the Plainfield, Illinois post office. And I'm going to go to work. And as I go to work, I'll bid you all adieu. I will say I love you. Thank you for joining me again. And uh, yeah, I love you guys. Take care.